Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to viewers and audience. Yo, what's going on? I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. That's right. And you're tuned into another episode of the Viewers Anonymous podcast, where we give you our very own reviews and takes of movies and TV straight out of Hollywood. What's going on with you, my guy? Man, making it out here, man. You know what I'm saying? I know the voice isn't top notch right now. You know what I'm saying? The <laughs> allergies kind of kind of messing with me today, man. I have those things where it's like you can I could take my allergy medicine every day, but it's just like it's like some days. It's like I just grow immune to it, and it's just – I just call it a bad allergy day. So yeah. having one of those right now, but you know what I'm saying? I'll survive. But how you feeling? Everything good with you? Man, everything rocking, man. I ain't got no complaints, bro. Enjoying life right now. You know what I'm saying? Trying to hold it all together, brother. Um, yeah, but everything's smooth. I ain't, I ain't got no complaints. That's what's up, man. I feel you. Good to hear. Good to hear, man. I'm gonna tell you something. I think I even said this. Yeah, I said it. I said it on the last pod. I was like, "Yo, I said, but I got someone we watching this week, but Yeah, you definitely said that. Yeah, I was. I was excited about it. I actually got a couple, but you know, I can't get the people too much. Then plus, I be having to save some shit. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, I've been thinking about it all week, man. That's what's uh, up, man. So let's go ahead and get into it, then, man. It's time for what we watching. Let's do it. What we watching? Man, shout out to Casey for that intro music, bro. Yes, sir. Um, so um, what you got, bro? All right, so I have a doc, and I got a new movie that just came out. So. I'm going to start with the doc, man. So it's a doc on Showtime. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it came out last year. And uh, it's called Stan. And it's about, let me get it right, Mabdul Abdul Raouf. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got it right. All right, you know what I'm saying? About him, formerly known as Chris Jackson, you know what I'm saying? One of the most electric players, you know what I'm saying? Coming out of, um, um, out of Mississippi, ended up going to LSU. Killing shit. The Steph he's Curry. Drafted by the, Steph Curry. The Steph Curry. Yes, he's definitely Steph Curry before him. But the wild part is like hearing about like his early life and shit, and like you know being being light skinned in the state of Mississippi and like not knowing who his father is. And the crazy part was, so he has an older brother, and his older brother had a white dad, and yeah. everybody knew that, but. He didn't know who his dad was. And every time he asked his mom, who's your dad, she would never tell him. So he went through, like, almost all of his life up until, really, this documentary came out. Like, right, like they was able to give the show us footage. They finally was able to track down his fam- his dad's family. His dad had already passed. Mm-hmm. But so he, like, never met his father. And his mom would never tell him who he was for some odd reason. And, um, but... So he used to have like these little ticks about himself and like he didn't know why like he was a person that everything had to be perfect, right? So he would just explain like just trying to get ready for school. He's like sometimes it would take him like 45 minutes just to pick a shirt or to even tie his shoes. And so nobody knew like what it was. And so he ended up going, um, I think he had a game somewhere, to some, some type of tournament when he was in high school. And mm-hmm. the coaches told him, like, yo, you got Tourette's. And, and he was like, you know, he didn't know what it was he had to do, you know, since the research on it or whatever. But, like, he was a person that, can you imagine? Like, dude, he used to talk about just as far as, like, tying your shoes. He said sometimes it would take him, 35 minutes to just to tie his shoes because if the knot ain't the way he wanted to be, he had to take it out, redo it. Mm-hmm. Don't like it. Redo it. Imagine being a basketball player. He said that it got so bad to where when he would shoot free throws, if it don't go like in 
the net and, and like if it touched if it touched the rim, he's like, nah, that ain't good enough. Can you imagine being a basketball player to where you like, yo, it touched the rim, it's not a good shot. Even though it went in. Hey. Like nobody knew like what he was just to play basketball. Like this is what he was going through. Like he was literally driving himself crazy to be a perfectionist. But then, you know what Terex always had, not always, but also has. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he would out, you know, out. People only really know the outburst part. But it's more of like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he like he would, like, tweak his shoulder. He would do little shit with his face and stuff like that. And people used to make fun of him because they didn't know what it was. But mm-hmm. anyway, so that's just talking more about him. But obviously, if anybody knows who the story is, a lot of people may not know because he ended up basically getting blackballed from the league is that um, so, you know, within search with, you know, in search of his father and, and also questioning religion, like he, like his whole thing was like, he just didn't understand why he felt that there was something up with just being a Christian or a Baptist or whatever. So he always questioned it. So when he was in the NBA, he met this guy, and he ended up going to this ma- this mosque, and he just said that everything made sense. So he goes in there, and so he converts, and he said he went to Mecca, and they basically appointed him a name, and that's the name that he had chosen or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so people didn't know, but when same situation with Cap, National Anthem being played, he's sitting on the bench. Nobody mm-hmm. noticed it. He said, I did it for months, and nobody never noticed until one day somebody called him out about it. And so then he, he gave his his thoughts on, like, the flag, America, all this type shit. So then the NBA didn't have a rule in place. So right. they, you know, David Stern had to, you know, come up with some shit. And then, like, you know, it, it, he got a whole bunch of backlash from it. Like, man – like the things that he had to deal with, like it was, he was capping it before capping it, but his situation was a little worse mm-hmm. to the point where, you know what I'm saying? Like this dude had his whole house burnt down. You know what I'm saying? Like people literally hated this dude and wow. really didn't even know why they really hated him the way that they did. But um, it's a really, really good documentary, man. It's called Stan. Um, I know some people feel the way they feel about a flag, but I think that if you if you watch this and you see that, I mean, Cap didn't mean no harm either, but in his case, it's a little different. You know what yeah. I'm saying? His, his was religion. Cap was more of, you know what I'm saying, police brutality based. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a really good documentary. Like, you know, I learned a lot about him. And uh, so watch Stan. It is on Showtime. So, the movie that I watched, you know what I'm saying? The remake, the reboot of White Man Can't Jump. Oh, All right? man. So, listen, I'm not going to... I like what they did with it as far as, like, where they really, really attacked the race part, but in a good way, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, like, when <laughs> Jack Harlow showed up to the gym, and so he started fucking with old dude... And then he said the joke of like, man, you know, he said, man, everybody always assumed that um, that the one white boy in the gym could shoot. He was like, what, made, like, what made you think I couldn't shoot? Mm-hmm. It was so funny. And like, they, and then like, just little shit, like, like, oh, uh, he asked him, he asked uh, the black dude about uh, about music and all this type of shit, and he was saying he really fucked with Ed Sheeran. So he yeah. was like, all right, so if you, he was like, so if you're in your car and you bumping Ed Sheeran. And some black dudes roll up on you. He said, what you doing? He said, you turn the music down or you keep rocking? And it's just like, when the whole question was about like, are you going to let like these other black people mm-hmm. dictate what you do? You know what I'm saying? What music mm-hmm. that you like and shit like that. So like they attacked race on that level. Like it was, it, they did it in a fun, good way. But yeah. the way they twisted the story was, so the black guy was a high school player you know what I'm saying? He was on his way to the fucking league, or at least college anyway, and 
because of an, he had a bit of an attitude problem and he was having a bad game. Mm-hmm. And so um, the crowd started yelling overrated. And so he went into the crowd, started beating up on his white dude and got like an assault charge or whatever. So now he's like basically afraid to like play on like a big stage. And so in one of the scenes that they showed, he he was working at like a delivery company, you know, kind of like me, basically. And which which didn't make sense to me because he thought that he would never be recognized. And and I thought that that was a really good touch to put in there because it showed the scene where this dude was like, yo, I remember you, man. You was that one dude, man. You were nice. He was like, man, let me get a pic. He was like, nah, man, I'm working. And he was like, man, nah, come on, man. You can do a pic. And he slapped his phone out of his hand. And so mm-hmm. he ended up getting in trouble because of that, because he was he was embarrassed to get recognized by people. And it's like, well, dude, you're a delivery driver. You think ain't nobody going to notice you? Like, you see a lot of people. So they took that spin on it. And Jack Harlow's character, he was, you know, he would go to these, you know, the same way the story goes, go to these, uh, you know, predominantly black areas and just, you know, dress the way he dressed. And just hustle people. But his story is he actually went to college and was a star basketball player at Gonzaga, but tore his mm-hmm. knee up. And like oh, so, okay. so what he's trying to do is he's trying to keep his game fresh so he can fucking this motherfucker still want to like go in, in, like, in like the G League or something so he can have a second shot at the NBA and shit. So mm-hmm. they switched the story up a little bit, but there is some there is some funny moments in it. I like the way that they end up doing it. I know a lot I know it went straight to Hulu or whatever, but it's always tough trying to cover a classic movie. But Absolutely. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I'm not mad at it. Just like I went mad at that house party. Like it, it is a little different, but it has I will say this this follows the story a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Than the house party did, but I'm not I'm not mad that the new white man can't jump, man. So uh, shout out to them. So I got Stan on uh, Showtime, and I got uh, White Man Can't Jump on Hulu. Okay, okay. Um, so for mine, man, um, both of mine are on um. The Max streaming app is no longer called HBO Max anymore. Um, but the Max streaming app, I uh, I have um, two DC animated movies. Um, the first one is Justice League Flashpoint Paradox. Um, and for any of those who are into comic books, you already know that this is basically the premise um and the plot of the new uh flash movie that's coming out i don't know exactly how they plan on putting it into the live action but um this is basically just one of the this is one of the most famous well it probably is the most famous flash storyline um that dc has so um pretty much flash is you know what I'm saying everybody know who the flash is super fast superhero he basically goes fast enough to travel back in time and um and this one he ends up running into a timeline where a bunch of different shit is changed up um so you got some uh you got some fucking superheroes that ain't supposed to be superheroes they really villains but in this timeline the villains are the superheroes and the superheroes have been turned into the villains and then like in batman in this one instead of him being bruce wayne is bruce wayne's dad and bruce wayne ended up dying in this one like wonder woman is um i think she working with the fucking uh she working with like some some group or whatever that's out there trying to um that's out there trying to take over you know what I'm saying the country I mean the the governments and everything and then like her boyfriend Steve Trevor he ended up not being with her but he with the other team that's trying to free everybody from the um 
excuse me, they're trying to free everybody from the uh the tyranny of the superheroes and stuff. But it's it's pretty good. It's an interesting take on the flashpoint um uh comic book storyline. And then my second one is um same thing, Justice League Injustice. This one is based off the video game Injustice and also the comic books uh, Injustice, um, where the Joker kills Lois Lane and Superman because losing his family and losing his girl, she was pregnant when she got killed and all this other stuff. He basically says, fuck it. I'm done being a superhero. I'm just about to make sure don't shit else happen. So he ends up killing the Joker and he ends up pretty much taking over the world. And it's a thing like uh, if it's basically like the DC version of uh, Marvel's Civil War. And just the superheroes side up, they team up. And then, of course, it's Batman versus Superman, which is where they got the movie from and shit like that. But it's pretty dope. Um, you, you actually get to see Superman, you know what I'm saying, do what he's basically supposed to do, which is beat the shit out of people, being that he's Superman. So it, uh, both of those are dope. If you got uh, the Mac streaming app, make sure you go check those out under the DC category. Cool, cool. Yeah, man. So um for the feature presentation, man, you guys already know if you've already read it. Um, we have Last House on the Left. Um very uh interesting movie to say the least. Um, this movie is oh, I'm on the wrong thing. Hold on, I'm sorry, y'all. Give me a minute. I'm, I gotta look up the IMDb so I can look up the cast just to let y'all know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I gotta make sure I'm doing this right. But um, this movie stars uh, Garrett Dillahunt, Monica Potter, Tony Goldwyn, um, Sarah Paxton, uh, Martha McIsaac. Uh, I'm trying to see if I see any other names that I really don't. But well, you got Aaron stories. Paul. Oh, Aaron Paul. My apologies. Um, but long story short, quick synopsis: This movie is about um a family who goes on vacation to um a lake house that their family owns. They end up there. Um, the daughter goes to see one of her friends that she grew up with that lives in the area um in the in the midst of the visitation uh they run into this dude who wanted to buy a pack of cigarettes the friend was like nah you can't have them and he like well i'll hook you up if you hook me up they go back to the dude's hotel room and um it ended up being the hotel room of a escaped convict and his and his team or whatever. So uh once they get back to the hotel room, they pretty much um kidnap the two girls and in the midst of trying to escape, some things happen. Uh one of them gets stabbed up, one of them gets raped, and then uh the one that gets raped gets uh she ends up escaping after they thought they killed her. Uh, by shooting her while she was swimming in the lake. Next thing you know, uh, they I guess she ends up getting back home. They try to go find her. The family, you know what I'm saying, go through a little struggle. They have a big-ass Royal Rumble. Uh, two of the members from the squad ends up getting killed. The leader, the leader ends up killing his son, um, and then he ends up pretty much fucked up at the end of it all because the doctor. So, uh, am I missing anything? Well, they well the uh well the the, the escape convict and his team they ended up just walk stumbling onto the house, yeah. And that's why they would end up being there. But you said um killed the brother. Her brother was already dead. No, I said oh, he, he killed his son. The, he didn't kill his son. 
the the uh the convict leader did kill his no, son. No, he didn't. He didn't die. He stabbed, he him, stabbed him. He didn't die. Dude, he was on a boat with them when they uh, when they left. Oh, I always just assumed the nigga died. So you never finished the movie. <laughs> Man, <he was laughs> I did the... finish the movie because remember Dude, at the end of it, he he put him in the he put his head in the microwave. Well, how did you must have fell asleep, dude? Because I just when, wasn't paying attention. When when they was on the speedboat, yeah, like, he was on there. Show, yes, he was on there. He when he left with uh, them. Yeah, I, he didn't, I yeah, honestly he didn't don't remember that part. That's crazy. I got now. I got to go back and see. If, see <laughs> about, but, uh, nah, I definitely, I definitely like. Yeah, I definitely seen the whole thing though. Um, yeah, yeah, because so, microwave was at the end, so yeah, yeah, that's that, that's at the very end. Uh, because he was like, Why can't I move? He was like, I paralyzed your ass, nigga. I ain't yes. no room, yep. and that's when you fucked up. Because I told you I was a doctor, you stupid motherfucker. You think <laughs> I was gonna get you? I told you I'm gonna make you beg for your life, punk. So, um, watching rewatching this, man, how did you feel? Um, well, I ended up being right. Uh, semi right on the coming soon where I was like, yo, I was like, if I'm not mistaken, I was like, well, I do know that this is a remake. And I was like, I never seen the original version, but I was like, I believe Wes Craven got something to do with it, which he does. And mm -hmm. he was also credited on this as well. And he was a producer. But um, going back and watching this, um, you know, when, when you think about just like, yo, that was a dumb decision. Like little shit like that, like all this shit could have been prevented if, you know what I'm saying, if Paige wasn't so fast. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Or if they'd have just let them fucking go. No. First of all, just be, you a random dude is in a store. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to buy some shit he ain't old enough for. And they're like, yo, like mm -hmm. I got some good weed back at the house. What back at you know, back at the hotel, and you just go. Like you don't know this dude because obviously it's a small town because she like the, the one older guy that was in there, she called him mm -hmm. out by name. Yeah. And so she said, yo, I've never seen you in here before. So obviously right. this dude is an outsider and you just going to trust this dude. Just go to his fucking room. Like, come on, Paige. Sit your fast she ass had weed. She didn't know but, what he had. But if they would have just let them go, then none of this, they wouldn't have to worry about nothing. They all would have still okay. been alive. All right, you just got your family, with fa yeah, your family, to break you out of fucking police custody. Mm -hmm. You on the front page of the newspaper, and then mm -hmm. there's just two random girls that you don't know. Mm -hmm. What you gonna do? You gonna I'm risk it going back to jail? I'm gonna take that truck. Y'all get your ass on. It's time for us to go. <laughs> True, but. I get what well, I mean. The way that they started this movie off, yeah, was, it was a very ruthless scene because and it was very unrealistic. It it was yeah, but it was also over the top. Like this whole everything about this shit is over. The well, top. yeah, everything is over the top because like the whole thing of like okay, so you crash into the car, okay, that's normal. So mm -hmm. you get the dude out, and it's just the fact of you you wrap the fucking seatbelt around the dude's neck. And mm -hmm. then you grab the, his pictures of his two kids and say, this, this is the last thing you're going to see. And then the blood just dripping. Come on, man. We, we, we didn't need you to show this man. He know what his kids look like. It's probably His kids probably flashing before his eyes at this point. And then you go, you know what I'm saying, put the picture in yeah, his face. You, okay, so the, the, this is why the purpose of that is, is not to be over the top. The purpose of that is to show you just exactly who the antagonist is in this movie yes. and what type of antagonist we have in this movie. Um, and we know, like, just off of seeing that, just dude is, uh, apparently he's diabolical. Very. You know what I'm saying? So I understand why they did that. It's it's the other shit that I didn't understand. It's a lot of over-the-top shit that I didn't understand outside of that. Because to me, that was just setting the tone for who his character was. Yeah, I mean, I think that we're going to agree on what was the most over the top. The most over the top was just the fact that he was trying to get his son to rape this girl. 
Well, I ain't even. I'm not even mentioning that. I I skip. Like I said, I told you I skip that part every time. I don't even watch that part. Um, that's I can't. I can't bring myself to watch that shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's really the like toughest the, thing to watch. The the over the top part I'm talking about is like, for instance, when they in the car. And like they grabbing all on them. Y'all got him in the fucking car, bro. Like you ain't gotta do all that extra shit. He's squeezing all on her face and shit. Like there's no need for all that. That's over I mean, to me, that's some over the top shit. Like that it, the, the acting was horrible in that shit. Like if you got somebody kidnapped, you're not doing all that. But then also you're not, yo, if you take this left, you're gonna be good at. You know what I'm saying? And you take the left. Yeah. That's the motherfucker you listening to? The nigga you just kidnapped you gonna listen to that motherfucker? No, man. Fuck out of here. But like um another over the top scene is uh when they like when they in the um when they in the hotel and she trying to she trying to scream and everything and he kicking the door in and all that and then he wrestling with her and then throw her head up against the fucking sink. She she eighty nine pounds. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do too much, my nigga. Like, what what are we doing? Like, come on, man. It's just I don't know, bro. It's a it's a bunch of scenes in this motherfucker. Like to me, at least, that I was just sitting there like they didn't need to add. Like they didn't need to go that far into it. You know what I'm saying? Like we get it. Like you already set the tone in the beginning when he killed the cop. We know what these people are capable of. We know what type of people these are. Like to to add all the extra shit in it to me was just it was it was too much. I mean, I I, I get what you're saying. I completely understand because like the the whole wood scene was just crazy upon itself. Like it was, and then like the girlfriend, which was. Her whole character was just really weird to me Absolutely. because she was everything with her was over the top, except when like the fact of when he's doing that, first of all, to try to get his son to do it first. And he's like, no. Mm-hmm. And then he starts. But then she goes and grabs the legs like, yeah, the fuck this is supposed to be your man. And you helping him, you know, like, like. Her whole her whole thing was like she's the most confusing character in this whole shit for me. Absolutely. Because like after he was done, then like then she wanted to fucking cry and shit. It's like you just fucking helped him. Yeah. So it's like I don't I don't understand. I think that her whole character was minimized and to made to feel very less than, but it's like she always forgave him. And it's like, yo, you didn't even really have to deal with this shit in the first place because my man was in custody. You could have just moved on with your life. But mm-hmm. yeah, like her her whole character was to me was over the top. Like everything about her was over the top. That's why I'm glad she got shot in the face topless. Absolutely. I think that um, they did a horrible job of giving us um backstory on the the antagonist characters also i think that they did a horrible job of uh writing these characters that's why i was saying like when they was in the back seat when they was driving through the woods or whatever the way that them like the way that those two was acting it was just it didn't fit who who the main guy was um fuck is his name um is it Krug? I never really remember them calling his name. I think that's what it might be. Krug or Krug? It's one of them. I don't never remember them even saying his name. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's Krug, but um like just it was it was just weird because he was so like he had such a calm demeanor and uh you know what I'm saying he was he was like he talked when he spoke it was monotone he had a real mm-hmm. laid back calm demeanor like he was real menacing 
he was real scary. You know what I'm saying? Like with the shit that when he did shit with the other two, it was just like it was fucking doofy and goofy, man. Like they was, it was just, it was like having two kids with you. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I didn't like the way that they portrayed those characters. I, I thought that like even the uh, even what's his name, um, Francis Aaron Paul's character. I thought that he could have did a, a better job. Like he was too loose cannon for me. Very loose cannon. You know what I'm saying? And then like she was too fucking fucking multi personality. Like she was a, <laughs> she was fucking Harley Quinn without the without the hair dye and shit. Like she was just <laughs> everywhere in her in her shit, man. And it just was weird as fuck to me. Um what I what I did like though was the fact that the way that, that they had um Mary portrayed because yeah. you know what I'm saying she was you could tell she was very super independent. You know what I'm saying? She had some wits about herself. Um, smart girl. She she knew how to, you know what I'm saying, keep her cool in a situation like that, which is something that we don't usually see in movies. You know what I'm saying? About people getting kidnapped and being in danger and shit. She was able to keep her cool and really think on her feet to where you had the total opposite in Paige who was losing her shit from the get-go. And so I thought that was super dope how they uh, how they portrayed Mary. I like how they did Mary as well. And I think that the reason... I like the setup of, like, showing us that she was a, you know, super fast swimmer, mm -hmm. a strong swimmer, but also the fact of, like, her still mourning her brother, her big brother, mm -hmm. which they never really say how Ben died or whatever. But right. I think that's one of the things that helped her keep her cool. And then mm -hmm. also just to really think about this family, right? And I know you can look at it like rich white family. They got this house in the city. They got this yeah. house over here. And and, and uh, old girl's brother must, must not be uh, perceived as uh, Emma's brother. Because like they, they brought him up a few times. Because she said mm -hmm. that she let him stay in there, and they were just kind of like bashing him or whatever. But uh, so the yeah, brother caught some strays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> caught some strays. But um, but I know you would think like, oh, we well, don't no, fuck this rich family. But the thing is, it's like this family has been through some shit. So they lose the son, and mm -hmm. then the fucking daughter get kidnapped and raped. They're just like, yeah, like to to look at it from their point of view, it's like, yo, it's like, yo, what the fuck else can go wrong with our kids? You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like the two worst things that can happen, you know what I'm saying, Definitely. to our kids has happened. Mm -hmm. And that's why it showed us the whole scene where it's a small scene, um, depending on if you actually been through some shit, it stands out. But like, so when she asked to go, you know, see Paige or whatever, the mm -hmm. mom is like, you know, I don't know. And dad was yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Dad was like, nah, you know, let her go. So the dad is trying to be like, okay, we kind of need to move on for what happened to Ben and not think that bad shit is going to happen. But the yeah. mom is kind of like, I, you know, I still don't trust it. You know, I want her to be close to me. Yeah. I don't really want her. And then the worst thing that could happen fucking happened, you know? Exactly. And but I'm with you though. I like the way that they set up Mary because it it showed her of like you know a person who she's very calm and in, in, in very terrible situations. You know what I'm saying? She actually she uses her brain. She thinks. You know what I'm saying? When she's in a crisis, and I think that actually going through some shit because she was only 17. So to try to do the whole thing of, you know, take a left right here. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And then even to the point where they said, yo, we might have, a, you know what I'm saying, the potential, you know, to, to add somebody to the team. They were like, yo, she's yeah. been a cool customer the whole time. Like, they mm -hmm. even consider adding her to the team. So it's like, I like how they, how they did her. And I think that, you know, <clears throat> her going through the rape the way that she did, her trying to swim away and getting shot in the back and like 
you know, making her way up to the house and, you know, using the rocking chair to get attention from the from her parents. Like that that whole that whole setup of her, man. I mean, she's really like the I mean, there's not a lot of characters in this movie, but she is like the best character. And I think that's the best well-written character in this movie. Absolutely. Um, I will say this, though. They are some dumbass criminals. Super dumb. When have you ever seen somebody get shot and start floating? And you just automatically assume that she's dead. They he literally shot her. She turned around and just started floating on her back. Now, as a as a as I'm not a criminal. Okay, let's just let's, <laughs> let's get that out there now. Okay, let's let's stamp that right now. I'm not a criminal. However, though, if I see this little girl swimming the way she was swimming, this motherfucker was trying to shoot her, and she was swimming fast enough for this motherfucker to keep missing. And to be honest with you. He shot the same way that second, that last time, and he got lucky he that he hit her. Cause I don't think he was aiming. I don't think he was able to hit her for real. He just got lucky on that last shot. So when he hit her, seeing her swim, and then she turned around and just lay back. You didn't think to yourself, man, that bitch ain't dead. She probably floating on her back. Did that didn't even cross your mind or nothing? You were just <laughs> like, ah, I shot her. Okay, let's keep it moving. Like, what the fuck is wrong? Like. I don't know, man. It's, they were some horrible ass criminals, bro. First off, they were taking too many L's. The, yeah. he let the he let Paige go the first time in the hotel, and they almost got caught then. Then the second time, old girl got burned on the side of the head with the car lighter, and they almost <laughs> got away then. Then the uh, uh the, it was another time where Paige ran off, and they yep. had to go catch her. And then there's another time where old girl hit him with a rock, and then she got away. It like who are they? No wonder y'all faces <laughs> is in the paper. <laughs> Terrible, horrible, dude. Terrible. And then and then it's like if you sitting here, you out. You know what I'm saying? By getting broken out, you on mm-hmm. the front page. Then you rape a girl, shoot her, and assume she's dead. Right. Exactly. So let's just say that she is dead. They they could check. They could do a rape kit, you know. This, this, but like you know, what I'm saying there's some you know some trauma down here. And you get and the not DNA. Too far, not too far from that is the whole goddamn truck where all y'all DNA is in the motherfucker. That you crashed. Like, dude, it, it's just not smart. Like none of the shit that they was doing. Yeah, nothing about it was. That's why I said if they would have just let them go, they could have just took the truck, drove off to another state. Yeah, and then switch. Left, set the truck on fire, steal something yeah. else, and keep Come it pushing. On, man. Come on, man. Now we because talk. That's how you be yeah. a criminal. Yeah, because you actually made it worse because like nobody was worried about any type of DNA like anywhere. You got Francis out here bleeding all over the place because he broke his fucking exactly. nose. He's, I'm pretty sure he's getting all of his fucking blood all over Paige when they fucked her up. Like, mm-hmm. no, nobody's being cautious. There's no, there's not a glove in this movie at all. Like, even even when the doc was fixing his fucking nose, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He had no no type of gloves on or nothing. Like, it's just, but like even that whole scene. Was so fucking awkward to me. Was like you could tell, fucking Emma was fucking nervous as fuck. She was like, "Yo, this is this is this shit is weird." Like, and who the fuck first has of, one gun amongst three people? True, but it's the last house on the left, yo. There's no neighbors. What the fuck are y'all doing out here? Exactly. I don't care if it is raining. No, we ain't got no room for you. We got a guest house. You know what? It's full. <laughs> Get the fuck off of our property. Like, no. Like, like just showing these people hospitality that just shows up at a house that's probably a fucking mile from anything else. Exactly. 
And then you take the story of, oh, you know, me and my brother Francis, you know, our dad used to bring us out here back in the day. And, you know, it's the only memories I got. And I'm just trying to show my son these memories. You know, I don't care about your dad, yo. (laughs) Sound like like Cap to me. So keep it moving, brother. Yeah, keep it moving. Like, just, no, I I get the, the movie being what it is, but it's just like, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but like there's especially nowadays, you are you're not letting these four random people just come up in your crib no, and you no. fixing fixing broken noses no. and, and fucking um doing especially stitches not on fucking and, vacation. Yeah. When my daughter's well, she wasn't missing because she she, she called her she, she told she was gonna spend the night at Paige House. Mm-hmm. So they assume so that he was, yet. yeah. But yeah. I like how they set it up though with the boy uh, seeing the picture on the fucking refrigerator. Uh, Justin mm-hmm. uh, seeing it on the refrigerator and was like, "Oh shit!" Because like the whole, ah oh, man, I hate the fucking scene, but it just keeps coming up during the fucking rape scene. Uh, dude snatched off the because she put on the necklace that she got from her brother. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to grab it, and he saw it, and he grabbed it, and he just threw it, and Justin picks it up. And mm-hmm. so he is up keeping it. And so when – um, and just even even the little scenes of, like, when, when Emma asked him, like, do you want hot chocolate? And, like, he wasn't talking. And then his dad mm-hmm. was like, oh, well, it'd be a first if he turns that down. He loves hot chocolate. Why are you always talking for him? It's like – Obviously, you see, like, yo, there is something going on with these people. These people are involved in something. Something's well, not we don't right. Know, we don't know yet because they was drinking wine before everybody got over there. Remember, they was about to get busy. I mean, they was. They they wasn't. And they killed. They, man, you talking about a mood killer? Well, that's a buzz kill for real. That's why I'm surprised they let him in because if I was that nigga, I'd be like, <laughs> hey, man, I'm about to slap <laughs> Yeah, I'm about to crack this motherfucker. You can't even you can't even stand on the porch, sir. Keep that shit and, moving. And and if we really want to talk, it seemed like you know what I'm saying he ain't smashed in a minute because it like the vibe that I got from them and how Mary was like, you know, maybe y'all can just you know have a mm. little romantic dinner, you know, and I can yeah, go ahead. And that's what paid. he was on. He like man, take. Yeah, that, that's why he threw the keys. Yeah, he, he like shit. I'm about to, yeah. <laughs> I'm about to do your mom's in tonight. Yeah, Yo. can't nobody hear her screaming. Hey, and then like the casting was really good because Mary do look like she could be fucking Emma's daughter for real. Yeah, like for, for sure. real, for real. She really looked for like sure. her. But um, but it's just like I, I know everybody's different, but like just. Movies that just show people so quick to fucking invite people into that house, and then yeah. how Francis, and then Francis swear, come on, all right, hold on, we gotta have a talk real quick. Don't you hate the dudes that if a girl just look at them and just do a polite smile to be polite and be like, yo, I think she likes me. Yeah, yo, I hate called losers. it's called a fucking loser who the fuck just thinks somebody wants you because they smile at you i don't man that's why i said bro it's it's something about fucking francis and sadie bro them two man i hated their characters and not because they was the bad people it was because of the bad acting that that was just trash acting bro and aaron paul is better than that yeah aaron paul is better than that He's he really way is. better than that, bro. Way better than that because, like, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm a big component of uh of the walk that Walking Dead, um, uh, Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Even El Camino was trash though. That was stupid. That shit left <laughs> that shit the fuck alone. I don't know why they. Yo, you want to talk about a waste of like an hour forty five minutes? That shit was trash. Yeah, but um. But no, like even even in um Need for Speed, you know what I'm saying? Even though a lot of people killed that movie. I didn't see but, that. Um, but not Aaron Paul, he's a really good actor, man. And, and come on, man. When, you trying to tell me 
when he was getting his hand, you know what I'm saying, chewed up in that damn garbage disposal, how he was shaking. You know what I'm saying? More, more bad acting. <laughs> more bad fucking acting. Come on, man. <laughs> just, oh, hey. hey, I can just see that motherfucker shaking. What's his name? Tony Golan. Shout out to Tony Golan too, because he been in some shit too. He he was in that uh, like all the the whole fight scene, like him between him and um crew. Yo, bad acting again. Oh man, oh man, I thought they did good there. Nah, when he got hit with that fucking fireplace poker, he was ah. <laughs> that shit was horrible. Man. Uh, all right. All right, so okay, I'm gonna give him a good one though. Mm-hmm. So when when he was sitting there being a doc, right? So he's giving he's giving his daughter CPR and shit, and so he uh turned over to the side, give her the incision and put in the on um, the thing, you know, for, so she could breathe and put the water in the mm-hmm. cup of that shit. And then when he looked and saw that she was right, come on, man, that was good acting right there, cause like he was. You know what I mean? And then when Emma came in and she was like, she was like, Justin, she was like, he he put this on the cup. She was wearing this when she left. And that's when they both put it together. Like, yo, these are the motherfuckers that are responsible for her being you know, on this table right here. It was good acting mm-hmm. right there, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't argue. If you think so, Man, I, I think they did good there. I think they did good there. Okay, so let's get into some shits real quick. Because this this is something that has to be spoken about. So Justin is really being treated like shit throughout this whole fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And his dad is constantly trying to toughen him up. You know, like I said make earlier. Man. Yeah, trying to make him a man. Like he uh you know, he blamed the whole shit of like even having to do that to the girls on him because he brought them back to the room but he wasn't expecting them to come back I mean, so bad. He, he kind of got a point though. Yeah, yeah, like the thing is, it's like, first of all, if you ain't trying to smash, why are you bringing the girls back to the room? Well, That's you, also, you also know that we're on the fucking run. Yeah, he's not on the run but true, so he did make the mistake, he is responsible for that. Yeah. But then the whole thing of trying to force him to rape them, he didn't want to do it. So then you go to the house, he's super quiet, he don't want to say anything. But just the fact of like when um when the doc came into the room, you know what I'm saying, with the with the uh with the with the uh, uh fireplace poker, mm-hmm. Justin's sitting in the corner holding the gun. And so he points it at them and then he do the whole thing of like, you know, come and get it. If if you are Justin dealing with the shit that he had to deal with throughout this movie, because in all actuality, I don't even think he wanted his father to even get broken out. Because I don't think now the supervision that he had between Sadie and Francis, it wasn't really any better. But I think that the those two characters, I think that they are the people that can't survive without a leader. I think that oh man, was is it is it was it Krug? Let's call him Krug. I think that Krug was the person he made all the decisions. And I just think that they were just two followers who did, just did everything that he said. I mean, obviously, to for somebody to convince you to break them out of custody. And then as soon as he get out of custody, he's making all the fucking decisions and y'all are just going along with it. I think for somebody like Justin, I don't think that First of all, we both know Justin wasn't about that life. That's number one. But number two, 
I think what really, really got Justin to, to really turn that page is the fact of him asking him to rape the girl and he says no. And then he does it right in front of him and then have the nerve to say, yo, you missed out. And for that scene to go down the way that it went down, <clears throat> yeah. for Justin to be sitting there, seeing the family come in there, seeing, because I think that at that moment, he knew that they figured out it was them. Yeah. And so he holds the gun out. And for the for the doctor even trust him, but I see why they did. But mm -hmm. I got the I, I'm I'm setting up my question. But I see why they trusted Justin to, to hand over the gun. But if it's you going through what you went through in those eight hours with your right. father, you know, eight to twelve hours with your father being out, would you turn on him too? Um. Mm. That's what I'm saying. You mean like me being Justin? If I'm Justin, then yeah, I'm definitely turning on him only because of the way he was being treated. And then not only that, man, we on the fucking run, and I ain't got nothing to do with this shit. We good, we going to all these weak ass cheap motels. We all sharing a fucking room. You can't even get two rooms. Like, nah, man, yeah. I'm getting you the fuck out of here. As me personally, no, I'm definitely not switching on my pops. I'm going to teach this nigga how to move better because apparently he don't know the fuck he's doing. <laughs> I got to Yeah, that's crazy. But nah, as Justin, then yeah, I, I definitely understood why Justin did what he did. And I'm kind of sorry he ain't had no bullet in the gun. Oh yeah, when he when he was at least he because even his father said at the time, this is finally time for you to grow some balls. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When he pulled a gun on him, but he's still talking shit to him, saying basically saying, you know what I'm saying, you ain't gonna do it. And so when he pulled the trigger, yeah. he was like, Oh shit, you really was gonna shoot me. Mm -hmm. And then he fucking stabs him, stabs his own fucking son. So it's just like I mean, okay, don't don't do that. He just tried to shoot the nigga. Like everything is out the window. You can't <laughs> say like he stabs his own son. Nah, like <laughs> he just tried to shoot him. He I, I get why he stabbed him. I I feel him. I mean, yeah, no, I'm not saying in that in, in those circumstances, okay, like yeah. I, I I see why he did it. What I'm just saying is just like my whole thing is like at the end of the day, you knew before you got locked up, your son went about this life. Mm -hmm. Stop trying to flip him, man. Now, yes, his mom is dead, but there's mm -hmm. somewhere this fucking kid can go to where he don't have to be on the road. Because number one, if I'm on, if if I ask my crew to fucking help me escape. The very first thing I'm saying is, yo, make sure my son is straight. Yeah. Like, my life is already ruined. I'm on. I'm about to be on the run. I'm not having my son go through this shit. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You go have the, you know what I'm saying, the most normal life that you can in these circumstances with your mom dead and I'm on the run. Mm -hmm. He knew his son. Like, it just made me so upset that he kept trying to flip him. And when you knew he wasn't about that life. Yeah, I mean, he just, he ain't had no choice but to try to flip him. If not, this little motherfucker could have obviously turned on me and go tell on me. Just like he turned on me against, uh, with that family. So, so now that you know, because you, I guess, you know, you maybe turned away, looked at your phone real quick. Mm -hmm. The family... Escaping and taking Justin with him. Mm -hmm. Good move? No, because Justin is definitely trying to smash Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a really good move. No, I just think that like when, when I really look at it, it's like they seen his temperament. Like the whole time he was there, he was super uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And for for him to put that necklace there, 
he was the one who gave them that smoke signal of like, yo, yeah, these motherfuckers, they they did something yeah, to your daughter that I just saw on the day. Because she saw, when he saw the picture on the refrigerator, he mm -hmm. fucking fell to his knees. So Emma knew something was up. She just didn't mm -hmm. know what. And then when she saw that he put that fucking necklace there, it just to to know and to see that your daughter went through this tragic thing, and then y'all just put the you know what I'm saying y'all just got three caught three bodies, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying in y'all house, and y'all took one dude with y'all that was with them, you know what I mean? Yeah. It 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 seems funny, but like I said, the the whole time you could tell Justin wasn't like them. So I'm not too mad at them for taking him with them. Plus yeah. he got stabbed. And they seen he tried to shoot his dad. He tried to kill him. He just didn't have yep. no more fucking bullets in the gun. Yep. So I'm not mad at them for taking uh, Justin with him. I mean, like I said, outside of the fact that, you know, uh, he he could, you know what I mean, be be popping um Mary later. Man, man. <laughs> Mary ain't thinking about no sex right now, man. No, I'm yeah. Yeah, she she definitely uh she, she like I mean it's, it's not away from that for a minute. Oh yeah, yeah, man, but but you know what I'm saying, if if y'all never seen this movie, you know what I'm saying, it's you might want to hit that skip button a couple of times because Absolutely. it is is definitely it's definitely a very very violent. I mean, one of the mm. most violent rapes I've seen in the movie. Yeah, and like you said, he act like he enjoyed that shit way too fucking much. Um, yes, any I'm not gonna lie to you. Every time I've seen this movie, I skipped it. But I've I've never seen that scene all the way through. I can't do that. Yeah, it's it's super graphic, man. So it's, it's definitely something that, you know, trigger warning. That's what they be saying now. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely yeah, a trigger no, warning. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Yeah, so, um, but you know, other than that, man, you know what I'm saying? You know, we coming up on the fire flame, so you'll you, you hear my thoughts. Uh, well, let's get to it then. Let's do it. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. What you got? Um, the casting was pretty good. I like Monica Potter, man. It's like everything I've seen her in, she's been really good. Mm -hmm. Um, she was really, really good, and she played the antagonist in um, uh, oh, which one is that? I always get the Alice Cross six messed up. It's not a long kiss, good night. Not long kiss, good night, but uh, kiss the girl, kiss the girls. That's the one with Amy Judd. She was in the other one. Um. You're talking about the one with uh, Tyler Perry? Morgan Freeman. No, Morgan Freeman. No, <laughs> fuck that one. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> Morgan Freeman is Alice Cross, man. Um, so was Tyler Perry. Man, get the fuck out of here, man. Get out of here with that shit. Uh, Along came a spider. That's what it is. Along <laughs> came a spider. I love that shit. We need to do that on here. But um, but uh, she's, she's really good, man. Everything I've seen her in, she's been really good. Um, yeah. She was in a solid joint. Um, and there's not a lot of people in this, but you brought up a lot. There wasn't a lot of great actors in this movie. The plot, there's a lot of holes in the plot. Um, you know, uh, Sadie's character just really, really turned me off. I, I really didn't like her character at all. Aaron Paul got the um, so you know I don't know how, if if you've been listening to them lately, but the rewatchables they got an award on there called the uh, uh, what's that damn player name? Used to play for the Heat, the Dion Waiters Award. Well, just saying oh, they just wow. they just do just doing too much. Aaron yeah. Paul is doing too much, man, Absolutely. and it's just like he's like you said, he's way better than what he was in this, Absolutely. but um. But honestly, man, I'm I'm gonna give this a three. Um, it, it, it's just 
it's too much wild shit going on, a lot of over the topness, but I think the, the the good thing about this movie is just seeing the revenge mm-hmm. being taken out on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that and then, like you said, the whole microwave scene. You know, what I'm saying? that was a, that was a great way to end the movie. Perfect That's way. That's what to you got to saw. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, but overall, man, I got to get this movie a three. Um. Well, it looks like uh, we are. On the same page because I too was gonna give this movie a three solely just based on the bad acting. Um, it was a lot of bad. It was a lot more bad acting than there was good acting. Even Paige, like Paige, after a while, kind of took it over the top as well too. I'm not a big fan of that. I think that you know, saying it's certain subtleties and intricacies that you put into acting to make characters what they are and I don't feel like they did that or if they did they did way too much of that so it's like either they did or they didn't ain't no in between you know what I'm saying it wasn't it wasn't a sprinkle of this here a dash of this here it was like oh let's take this whole top off and pour it in there that's what that was so um I mean outside of that it was cool the you know the the sexual assault scene not a fan of that um, and on top of that, she was still in high school, which uh, that's another reason I couldn't fuck with her. I, that, it, that shit was too weird for me. Um, super, super graphic, so I didn't, I didn't like that at all. To me, they could have just insinuated that's what happened. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to, you know what I'm saying, get too into it. So um, outside of that, though, I mean, it was a pretty cool movie. I don't understand like the purpose of these niggas being on the run and then just going out killing people, but you know, teachers on. I feel you. Same page today. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and get into the coming soon, brother. Let's do it. Coming soon to own on video and DVD. So for the next episode, man, we have a very special episode for you guys. Um, We're going to do some behind the scenes where we talk about some stuff that we like um, in Hollywood, some stuff that we don't like in Hollywood. Um, You know, Sam, probably go over some news in Hollywood, talk about some movies and television shows we're excited to see, some we aren't. Just pretty much, um, we're just going to chop it up, man. And um, you guys are just going to get a a good glimpse into it. Uh, the dynamic that me and Ezda have, especially when it comes to this podcast. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the next episode for sure. I am too because it's like there's no singular, you know what I'm saying, thing to talk about. So yeah. we're just really going to be able to just chop it up. And we just never know where the conversation is going to go. So that's going to be the great thing about this next episode because I think the people who only listen to these pod, uh, this podcast never listen to. Well, I think most of the people that listen to this probably listen to Already Home or Stone in mm-hmm. Time, Twenty Eight, whatever, whatever. But like, like we really are the, even the four three. Like we do this yeah. shit, yep. so it's it's going to be good. Even though it's going to be in the industry of TV and all types of shit yeah. like that, but it's still just going to be more of just two podcasters podcasters chopping it up. So I like those Absolutely. episodes. Me too, man. And um, before we get up out of here, man, RIP to Tina Turner. Um, yeah. Legend. And Spike Lee's dad. Yeah, Spike Lee's dad as well. Um, just prayers and condolences to the families, the friends, um, and the associates as well. Um, it, it sucks to hear that, man. You know what I'm saying? They said she was battling with... Um, some health issues for the last few months. And, you know, to even hear that and then, you know what I'm saying, and then especially with them talking about Tina Turner out of all people, because I remember, like, what, 10 years ago, everybody was just talking about how fit she is and how great she looks, and they talked about how toned her legs were and, you know what I'm saying, and had all those other conversations um, just about how amazing she was looking at her age. And, um you know, unfortunately, uh, we lost a legend. So once again, prayers up, condolences. 
Um, we hope all is well for those that are, um, are still here. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And we did, uh, we did the Tina doc on here. Um, yeah. But like, I think it's been about two years ago. We had to all docked up on with us. Yep. Um, you know, so if y'all want to listen to, you know what I'm saying we, we really, we had fun on that one. Um, it was, yeah. But um, it's it's not the mood that we are in right now. But you know, right. just the fact that we we did do uh, a Tina episode, and you know what love got to do with it is probably one one of the best, you know, classic man. Uh, biopics. You know. What yeah. I'm saying? I mean, Angela Bassett, Lawrence Fishburne, they killed it. Yeah. You know what like I'm saying? They really, really did. People thought. Tina Turner looked like Angela Bassett for the longest. That's how well she did in that movie. So, salute Definitely. to uh, Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fishburne um, for recreating that story and bringing it to life on film. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, if you didn't enjoy this episode, if you are wondering why it was the last house on the left, hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at ViewAnonPod. You can hit us up on Facebook at VA Pod Watch Group. Also, don't forget to join the Twitter community. If you would like to follow me on uh, any social media, hit me up on Twitter at Schools Bronson. I have a link to my bio. You can find me everywhere else there. And y'all can find me at s.foster8 on Instagram and on Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less Pod. It's just on the IG. Follow the podcast, 28 Minutes or Less. Um, Still rocking with episode 124, Dear Mama. But something new is going to be coming out very, very soon. So be on the lookout for that. And that's all I got. Cool, man. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Um, Without your support, we wouldn't be here. And um, until the next episode, like they say in Hollywood, that there's a wrap. Good. <laughs>